Welcome to Out of the Common. We're a brother and sister duo with extravagant goals where we've had to bridge the gap from perceived reality to actuality. I have an early stage mining venture potentially worth many billions, and Vanessa, she's an experienced healer. She connects the spiritual, energetic, and physical pathways within her functional wellness clinic. Join us here every week as we discuss some of life's adventures, current events, and ways in which true healing happens. By experiencing life through a different lens, you may indeed just find the path that's right for you. And that is what we hope to achieve. All right, let's get into it. We have Sherry Potter calling in from Arizona here, and she's been working on a project her whole life. What, 22 years, Sherry? Something like that, yeah. And she is going to introduce it for the first time to everybody. So we're super excited about that. And Sherry, I'll let you take it from there. Like, what What is your background? What What have you done for 22 years? Let's talk about that a little bit. I am an eschatologist. So I study the end times events, ancient scriptures, translate languages, do a lot of research in various subjects in order to calculate the true understanding of different languages and how they translate. And so I've published six books on the market, four which are a revelation series about the end times, starting from an intermediate level to a frequency level that produces empowerment by the Word of God, and then two books on the Tox Project, which is the Tables of the Covenant. Sherry, how did you get interested in this? What, um, what brought you to this okay. research? So basically, I was just doing eschatology and revelations and just studying Hebrew translations for the in the Bible and Greek translations. And I was just working in the book of Revelations. I never really stepped out of that scriptural text. Then I thought I was finished and I was doing volunteer work at a church in Arizona with my parents. And my dad came through the kitchen carrying a box that was really old and gross. And I could see him wobbling, carrying the box to me. It was all dirty and full of cobwebs. And he had like an appearance of like light upon him. And I never saw him like that before. It was as if the Holy Spirit was upon him. And so he came to me with the box and I was just amazed. I marveled at his appearance while he was talking, and he just said, here, I found this box of paper for you to do your next book on. And so I was like, thanks. And I thought it was weird that he was so happy to give me paper, especially old, gross paper. And so I looked in the box, and it was all graph paper, but my dad was definitely touched by the spirit that I needed this. And I was here for a week doing the volunteer project, and the whole time he kept saying, you got your paper. Don't leave your paper behind. It's the paper in your car. Don't let anyone lose it. Bring it in the house until you leave. Oh, no, you better put it in your car. Make sure you got it. And he was crazy about, do I have my paper? And so then when I got back, I was living in Phoenix at the time. And when I got home from Tucson, I noticed that there was nothing I could do with the graph paper. And I didn't want to let my dad down. And I really didn't think I was going to write another book. And so for a week or two, I was trying to do whatever I could with the paper like origami and artwork, trying to make something for my dad so he wasn't disappointed. Just use it however you could. Right. And um, finally, I remember there was codes in the Bible. 
How did you know um, about the codes? Because, because that's kind of where your project started, right? Is with the codes. Right. And like you're talking about end times revelation. There's what? A couple hundred people out there or more that have talked about. But I know that your project's different. Firsthand, oh, I know yeah. it's different. But can, right. can you touch on that? Talk about the codes. I mean, that's pretty fascinating in itself. I don't think many people know that there's codes in the Bible. Yeah. So when, of course, when I was growing up, I would listen to Arnold Murray on the Shepherd's Chapel. And he would always use the Companion Bible, the King James Version which is the most authentic version of the King James Bible. So we have to talk about the Bibles for a moment, because if you have any other Bible than the King James Bible, it has been translated from the Bible to Greek and then into another language. Every time you translate any language... So all these words, everything's kind of losing translation. It's lost in translation. Right. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And so... (laughs) Um, no, we can't have so, fun doing this, Sherry. Okay, I'm sorry. It's illegal. I know. So the King James Bible was the most authentic because it was directly translated from the ancient Hebrew scriptures into Old English. And then, of course, from the Companion Bible, you have all these other translations of the King James Version. And then again, that loses translations. So the Companion Bible is the most authentic one by Beringer and Dr. Ginsburg, who dedicated their whole lives to recording the scriptures as accurately as they possibly could by even including the Masera to give better detail. So in that particular companion Bible, the King James Version by Beringer, if you go to various places, there are codes. Like in the Psalms 119 and 120, you see the Hebrew alphabet recorded on the outsides of the gate. I didn't know that you were actually going to share where you could find the codes, but now I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the first code that struck my eye was in Exodus 18. There's like a parenthesis around the number 18 for the chapter. And I thought, that's weird. So I started backing up on the pages and I noticed that Mark wasn't on any other chapter. So then I started noticing little dots here and there, like revelations. 21 verse 22 had a dot by it. And so I calculated, I wrote down and recorded page by page and verse by verse, all the the little codes. And it actually spelled in ancient Hebrew, the right to passage. It actually spelled out the words Yahweh Shittakanu, which was the right to passage. Ah. So then I knew that it didn't mean the actual passages in the Bible but that there was a a right to some kind of power. So then I took all the Hebrew letters that were like sealed in the Hebrew or in the Psalms and various books in the Bible and the titles. And I did what's called Demetria, which is where you take the Hebrew letter and you turn it back to the number. Some people say Gematria. Right. Right. Gematria, Gematria, tomato, tomato. Right. Okay. And so you can take the letters and turn them into numbers. And then you got mathematical formulas, which when you produce them, they made art measurements. All of them were art, meaning in a circle, a curvature of a mathematical formula, like a compass or a clock. So like um, the Ark of the Covenant? Right. So the actual Ark of the Covenant was the art measurements of tables, which were mathematical formulas, 
a covenant of the perpetual law of physics of God's law of creation. Wow. So now we, we knew that the Ark of the Covenant was in a gold-covered box because the fourth commandment says, thou shalt not make any graven images of anything in the heavens. So why would God tell the Hebrew people to make two angels on top of a box of which, gold? Which is funny because in any history channel documentary, anything, they, they always have these people searching for the Ark of the Covenant, like it's this box, it's this thing. Right. But and this I thing is there. all this secret, hidden information. Right. So they're not going to find the golden box because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. That's why they've been looking for it forever. Um, <laughs> and they'll keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and just right. make more bullshit stories, documentaries. <laughs> says my people suffer for a lack of knowledge and there you have it right so like that would have been an abomination to put two angels to sculpture two angels and put it on anything holy because it actually went against right and god and it even it's written in the scriptures god is not the author of confusion that would be satan so Satan has blinded the eyes of men and they're out looking for some box with angels on it so you know, he's just wasting their life. Well, that's why we're here right now, so we can get the truth out for the first time. Can I ask a question? Many people don't think of it like this. I mean, we've known you for a while, and it sounds so simple. And when you explain it, it sounds so simple, but no one thinks of it like this. Why hasn't it come to people before that there would be no angels on a box that doesn't make sense with how Scripture's written? Is it because no one's analyzed Scripture in depth? I I think it's because I think it has a lot to do with your relationship with God, to be honest with you. You have so many denominations in the church and everybody wants to serve God, but then they go under a governmental organized religion that tells them what everything means. And then that's where you get different doctrines and different religions of the world. And then they go ahead and they preach that without questioning it. And when it doesn't make sense, they don't say, hey, because they don't want to lose their job. Mm. They just tell the line and do what they're told. Right, because, I mean, in Revelation twice, John goes to worship an angel and he says, don't do it. I'm just a fellow brethren. And it's like idolatry to worship me and it's a sin. So you only worship God. But then you have the whole Catholic Church who prays to Mary and they even say, oh, Mother Mary, Mother of God. And God says, there is no woman by my side. I mean, there's abominations in every religion when you start picking them apart because they're doing traditions of men and they're fallen from grace. And when you fall from grace, and especially if you pray to anything other than God, like the saints, Mary. Mary. They love to do that down in Mexico and like the Latin American countries. Right. Well, then your prayers aren't heard by God because they're going out into space and the demons have access to them because anything that isn't God's, the demons can collect. And just like if your soul isn't bound to God, the demons have access to deceive you because you have no protection. And so the whole point is the Holy Spirit opens our eyes. And Christ, when he rose to the throne and he took power, he said, well, now I'm going to send the comforter who will tell you all things, meaning he will explain the truth to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. When you are in communion with me, studying my word, with the true heart for my glory and not for, for man. And so you really have to take that personal relationship seriously and then pay attention to what is written throughout the whole Bible because there's so much 
confusion in the world and we're losing that hand of God over us, that protection, because the more you're in confusion, the more you're straying from the truth and you're falling into the lines of the spirits of devils. Especially these days with what's going on, mm-hmm. I think it's like very pertinent with what's going on. And maybe that's even part of the reason why you're finally starting to come out with this information on top of the fact that you're nearing the end of your project. Well, this portion, well, right. this portion of it, rather. Right, because it even says in the Bible, even though Christ and the apostles worked the powers of the Ark of the Covenant, and you see various select officials throughout the Bible, like Moses wearing the breastplate and being the high priest, and then you see King Solomon doing the spontaneous movements and using the molten sea. Had all the gold. Right, had all the gold. And you see various people having it, but never before has all of it been disclosed to anybody. Doesn't it say in there that this information will come back in the end times? Well, it says in the end times, the Holy Spirit will pour out his spirit in abundance. And then it says that this whole system hasn't been recorded upon the earth since the beginning of time. So nobody has really brought all of it forward and disclosed it. it So So you're here, you've virtually recorded the system that's been lost purposely for thousands of years. Right. I'd say that's pretty incredible. Thank you. Well, there's a Bible verse. I can't remember for what no book worries. it is. But it does say, it triggered my mind when I was formulating it all. It says, go down to the potter's house and she'll be doing a work on the wheel. Isn't Sherry Potter? I know, that's what I felt. So then I'm like, what a coincidence. Oh, that's how I felt. I felt like, wow, all, all, of, all of the dials are art. So they're like wheels. And Ezekiel calls them wheels inside of wheels. And so I thought, well, I'm a potter and I'm doing these wheels like Ezekiel calls them. And it says, if you want to hear the true word of God, go down to the potter's house. I will say that there's nobody I'd rather talk to about any scriptural, biblical knowledge than you. Hands down. Thank you. That's very generous. I do it. I can. No, but it's true. Like I've been to churches all over the place and... I've heard a lot of people. In fact, I just talked to someone yesterday. Maybe it was two days ago. Doesn't matter. They're all into the the energy and frequency, and they've made it that far, but they don't relate any of the stuff to God. You know, they're still on the New Age spiritual stuff, which obviously I'm not a big fan of. But their main comment was that they, you know, they don't believe in organized religion, and I think that's where a lot of people have come. Like they're teaching, they're doing it wrong, and they have been doing it wrong. Right. Is that when, fair to say? Yeah. yeah, it is because they they're entering the spiritual warfare battlefield and they don't even have protection from God. And so whenever you step out into the spiritual realm, which is what they're doing, and they're opening themselves up and subjecting themselves to astral projection and they're allowing demons to enter them or give them false prophecies because they don't have the, the hand of God to protect them because only in the gate of God in the system through the Holy Spirit is there a pathway from heaven to the human being. And that's what the whole purpose of the heaven, a high priest was about was the high priest was the one that made direct communication with God through these powers and by people following the law to be found worthy to connect to God. Then Christ came. And then when Christ came, he allowed everybody who accepted him as the Messiah to receive the power through the Holy Spirit. Now everyone can do the same thing I'm doing and connect to God themselves 
without having to work magic. And if I may add, magic the difference bad. between <laughs> yeah, magic's bad, bad magic. Bad um, magic. The difference, <laughs> the difference between the power of God and magic directly is. God created all things to work in a system where you can call things into being and you can manifest things by the power of his creation through him that created it. Where when you work magic, you are calling upon demons to do your bidding. And after they're done doing whatever you bid them to do, they will turn around and they will attack you. Mm -hmm. And their promises are lies. They're deceptive. They're the author of confusion and lies. So all these people in the new spiritual realm of spiritisms under so many denominations and titles and not even just religion, but practices are really putting themselves in the jeopardy of becoming blind. So when the antichrist comes, they will be easy targets because the demons already bound to them. Gosh, the antichrist isn't even here yet. And they're easy targets. Yeah. Because they subjected themselves to spirits that bind themselves to them. So a lot of times, like people have free will and there are two spirits in the world. One is the Holy Spirit and the other is the Antichrist. So if you are not with God, any other spirit than God, you are being influenced by demonic forces. So you have to be really careful. Well, they have that influence on us virtually every day anyways. So, I mean, you need to use discernment. Right. Well, that's part of the whole thing. You have to have more understanding of what's actually going on out there. That's what Vanessa and I have been, you know, discussing lately is that people are just, well, as it says, like when people suffer from a lack of knowledge, like people are just, they're missing the bus here. But I don't think intentionally. No, certainly not. This is what they've been taught. They're spiritual or they believe in a higher power maybe, but they don't call that higher power God. And then maybe they get kind of revelations in some way or get good feedback. And so they think that's the way to go. And they're not intentionally calling on bad energies or spirits. But they've opened themselves up to it. Exactly. But not aligning with God opens you up to all of that. Already aligns you on the path that you don't want to be on. Right. Essentially, that's what you're saying, Sherry, correct? Correct. I want to go back to your, what you talked about or mentioned about the codes, because wasn't it King James that was... Cracking all the riddles, or is it David? Okay, so King David was shown by the Holy Spirit the patterns of the heavens. Now, Moses actually ascended up to the mount of God and back down to earth six times, and each time he carried back two tablets in his hands. And they were the Ark of the Covenant, the tablets which I first decoded. Then, King David later on, the Holy Spirit inspires him to work some of the codes that were recorded in the Hebrew manuscripts, to present the patterns of the temple of God in heaven to King Solomon so he could reestablish it in his house of the Lord. So people have been getting portions throughout the Bible, but nobody ever received all of it. And the Tak project is actually completed from every working system and every power under God. It's complete. So... This is the first time in the history of the world it's all been collected into one like journal. And now, on some level, going to be shared, but obviously there's a lot that you are not going to share. Right. Because this isn't for everybody. No. And there's a lot of people in dark places that have been trying to pry it out of your hands forever. Well, even Jesus says when he was walking in the flesh that 
even now the kingdom of heaven is at war. Like people are trying to steal the kingdom of heaven. Nimrod tried to, like he build some of the powers because Nimrod was a giant and his father was an offspring or he was an offspring of a fallen angel with a human woman. So the fallen angels used to portray themselves as gods and the nations would accept them as God and they would release a little bit of information about the system, the working system of the universe to the leaders like of Babylon and Assyria and Egypt. And they would have a little bit of understanding about the underworld. And that's where you get the Book of the Dead and a lot of their hieroglyphics and cave carvings because they did have some understanding. But it was evil understanding. It was given to them with a twist of a lie. So they couldn't fully work it because they weren't under God. They were under demonic forces of fallen angels. And not only that, but they believed that they didn't even know there was a heaven. They thought the underworld was heaven. And so they did worship the lower levels versus the sky. And so they were doing, they were working their powers, but they were working them backwards. So the powers include like teleportation, spontaneous movement, invisibility. What is, what is spontaneous movement? I mean, I know what it is, but could you just explain it? Sure. Okay. So. Moses went, God told him to go up to a mountain and he would take him to the Mount of God. So Moses does. I'm trying to say it without giving away the clues. <laughs> right. So I guess I always thought teleportation was from here to there. And when I mean there, I mean like from Wisconsin to Texas. But that would be considered spontaneous <clears throat> movement, correct? Correct. And then the teleportation would be going up or down to the heavenly, well, down right. to the heavenly realm. Right. Teleportation moves you through realms. Right. So like if you wanted to go up or down in a realm, you would use teleportation. So we have we have spontaneous movement, teleportation. Right. And spontaneous movement moves you like around in our sphere, in our celestial sphere. Right. On the earth. Are there other powers? Yeah. There is invisibility. Okay. And we know this for sure because the Bible also gives acknowledgement of different people that use these powers like Philip goes down in the water in the book of Acts 8 and he comes out of the water and then he's seen the very same second in another country preaching the word of God you see Peter using a visibility where he's in the jail and then all of a sudden he walks through the gates of the bars and he walks past all the guardsmen and out of the prison and through the city into safety and nobody saw him, even though he was walking right by people. So we knew that these powers were there. There was alchemy and healing. Jesus turned water to wine. He laid hands on people and he healed them. Cast he it cast out the demons. Out, cast it out demons. So there was like, there's a huge abundance of power that were given on earth as it is in heaven. Everyone just thinks wow. those are cool little stories that they never really happen. But you're telling us that they absolutely happened. And there's absolutely a system that was created by God. And that is why everything works so perfectly in the manner that it does. Right. And so people think, oh, miracles don't happen anymore. That was the biblical times because Christ was here. But the reason that the Holy Spirit was given to us so we can do these powers and Christ even says you will do what I do and much more because now I ascend to the heavens and sit on my throne and I'll send you the Holy Spirit he'll teach you all things and you'll be able to do these powers too so 
the reason he died was so that the curse would be removed off of us and we were found worthy as Christ is our high priest to receive these powers and be able to work them ourselves. And that's what makes us kings and priests on earth. So we're supposed to be working them. We're supposed to be doing them as evidence. They're gifts of the spirit that are supposed to be an example and a testimony to the world that we are Christians. Now, we've already called it God's system and talked about that, but are you going to, do you want to talk about the gates at all or not really? Which is fine. I I don't want to say anything that shouldn't be said right now. We're, you know, just laying a foundation of sorts. But yeah, I'm a little unsure of what I should be saying and what I shouldn't. Because as you had mentioned earlier, none of this has been disclosed yet. There are two books on the market called Tark, Tables of the Covenant, which show the dials and show some of the principles of the dials. But at that point, I was only positive about the spontaneous movement from the dials. I did not know that all these other powers fell under the same system. I didn't know that there was spontaneous movement in other powers until I had finished talk. And again, I thought I was done. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, sudden, you thought you finished it. Right. And then the information um, just kept flowing. Right. Because let's, let's, let's be clear on a couple of points here. Number one, that all of this, all of it is completely backed by scripture. There's nothing that you're making up. You can walk everybody through the passage and the supporting passages, correct? Right. I haven't used any other book except the King James Companion Bible. That is it. So nobody could say anything because it's all there. Like you could virtually show your work via scripture. Right. Not that you need to. Because right. it's not for, you know, it's not for everybody or anybody. But, but see, without even knowing the system of God, because it's been forgotten, and I don't even think it's been forgotten. I believe it's just been collected over time by, like, the Vatican's archives and other archives of museums and put away and removed out of our access. And then it was And, like, three-letter three agencies? Yeah. <laughs> and we were forbidden to talk about it anymore. And so then everything's been forgotten. No so, one, they don't want any of us to know that there's a creator. They want to hide, continue to hide this until the Antichrist comes and then everyone falls for the fake Messiah. Right. But the thing is, is the Antichrist was an angel in heaven once. He was an archangel right. and he knew the system too. So when he comes, he too will be able to work miracles because he knew the system. And God says, I put it in the will of my creations to hand over their powers and give authority to Satan for a very brief time so he can work his miracles and act like he's the Messiah and people will believe him. And so there's the deception where you're caught because there always has to be some truth in the lie in order for you to believe it. Mm-hmm. So like, when he's like- working... Twisting the scripture, changing words in a scripture verse and people not knowing the scripture. So they're believing it, even though it's already different because of that. Right. And that's what Satan did to Jesus right. three times in the wilderness. Right. You know, he twisted the scriptures and then Jesus rebuttaled him by correcting him in the scriptures. And that's what evil does is it takes a little bit of the truth and then everyone goes to it because right now everyone's starving there's a famine going on and it's for the word of god and there's people are starving and they want some truth and they don't 
know where to get it. And so they're grasping at straws. And so now people are looking at other religions and other ancient histories of like the Babylonian creation epics. You know what people are going crazy for is psychics and mediums, Mm -hmm. you know, because everyone wants to know the future, right? Right. But doesn't it say, doesn't it say in the Bible that you won't know the future? Right. It says it's not given for you to know. And the only thing we are given to know through God is the prophecies and his word. Because once you know his word, see, we're responsible for our own lives. You start going to a psychic. That tells a demon you don't have free will of your own because you're desperate for someone to drag you by the nose and tell you what to do. Well, and And, it goes towards the faith part of it, right? Because if we're not allowed to know the future and we just want to know the future, like there's no faith in that, obviously, if you're going to a psychic or a medium. Right. So now you've abandoned God in prayer and trusting God, and now you need immediate help. And so you're going to a psychic. Sure, let's be honest. I need immediate help. (laughs) We know that, though, Sherry, but I don't think we can help him. (laughs) Some people just can't be helped in that matter. I don't know if we can confirm that on a podcast. Oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot confirm or deny it. So, you know, part of part of releasing this information and and honestly, you doing all of this research and work is to get the word out because this system is supposed to be used for good, right? It's never supposed to be used for bad. Right. But the more we know, then obviously once the Antichrist comes, the more people are going to see it for what it is, he or she. That was my point. But then also people that are in leaderships in other countries can use it against other countries. And it can be used for bad. Right. It can be used for bad. And we already see the human race playing God as it is, you know, you have. What's beautiful is like you're either allowed to use it or you're not. Right. So for instance, if you got a hold of the information, you still probably don't have access to do anything with it. Right. I mean, it's God says. Not completely. So the people who were under fallen angels that use powers and you see similarities of talk, in like, you see the sun disk in Egypt with wings coming out. You see the Ark of the Covenant with two angels on top, and that's how man depicts the Ark of the Covenant. You see the Babylonians, and he's got two wings, and he's standing through a ring, and he's the high priest holding a ring. So they all kind of knew back in the ancient times there was these gates, and then there was these powers of creation, and they all had a little sample of them now, the people who were not with God used it. I, I, I guess I can say this. There's daytime powers and there's nighttime powers. And of course, the daytime powers are of God and the nighttime powers are of Satan. So they were able to use the nighttime powers to go down into the underworld and see former pharaohs and talk and discuss things and then come back up. And they were able to do different powers, but they weren't used for the righteousness to serve God. Do you have any stories of you using it? Yes or no? I do. Okay. Very cool. (laughs) Obviously, you're not going to talk about it right now. On that same note, though, when you start researching history, do you see these powers being used and you are able to pick up nighttime powers versus daytime powers? Oh, definitely. I have worked tack inside and out. So like I know it so well. 
and I can look at a symbol and I can tell you if that nation ever had access to fallen angels or God and if they had the technology, any bit of the technology or not. Tell, um, tell us how I, Egypt used it. Can you? I'm sorry. Egypt? Yeah, yeah, sure. So in the Bible, it tells us that the sun and the moon are rulers of the sky. And the sky is a dominion, it has its own domain that the sun and the moon, which rule the sky, live in. And that it is given for signs, as well as to keep time and seasons, as well as the stars. So Egypt, Moses, for example, was raised in the house of the Pharaoh. And it says in the scriptures that Moses was learned in all the ways of the Egyptians. And then when he left Egypt, God called him to serve him. And when he left Egypt, the king was ready and to let him go. And it's like, bye-bye, get out of here, good riddance, my son is dead. And after they left, he realized, oh my God, Moses is getting away and he has the secrets of Egypt. And so that is the reason the king changed his mind and went after Moses. Because if he, if Moses left and he knew everything the Egyptians knew and he was under God, he would have more power than the Egyptians easily by far. And so... God himself says, now, Moses, I make you a God before Pharaoh, because now he had more power than the Pharaoh, because he worked the system God's way. And so the Egyptians used to watch all the celestial bodies, not only to keep time, but they knew that on certain moons, they could raise their dead, but they were working sorcery. They were using demonic forces and abominations of necromancy to empower their kingdom versus being righteous under God and following the laws, the Ten Commandments, the 613 laws of Mosaic Law, and the statutes and rituals of God, the celebration of his feast days. You know, instead of like following God's will, the Pharaoh thought he was a God because Satan had promised that he would make them the whole dynasty of Egypt, God. He just loves to promise false promises, whispers sweet little nothings in your ear. Right. And the funniest (laughs) thing about that is (laughs) Satan gets hurled into a lake of fire and is tormented for all eternity. So all the kingdoms that he has promised are gone. Everybody, right. Everybody throughout time, there is no kingdoms in the lake of fire. They're under torment without cease day and night. He cannot do anything but scream and just freak out. <laughs> you know, he's not going to be established in rulership. He's no, there's, not... there's going to be nothing, nothing for you. Right. Do not and pass like, go. Right. And I can't remember if it was the Buddhist or the Hindus, but they believe that there's the two spirits offered to heavens that God's heaven is God's will. And if you want to serve God or there's free will. And the problem with that is when you choose free will, you get the lake of fire with Satan mm. and there is no kingdom there. There is no lust and there is no wealth and there is no, you know, gratification. It's just torment. But there is both. There's God's way, but we have free will. Right. We all have free will. And what people don't understand is the translation of worshiping God and being a servant because there's a big difference there. And it's man doesn't serve God because God is all powerful and almighty. He doesn't need anyone to be a servant. 
you know, we're not going to be scrubbing floors in the kingdom of heaven and trying to go prepare food for him and fan him. He is God. He creates all things. It's just he requires obedience. And when we are obedient to his word and we are good people and we follow him and love him and establish that relationship of love and trust with him, that's giving glory to God. That's worshiping God. That's what God wants. You know, yeah, it's great to say, God, you're the best, but he doesn't need our worship. He's almighty. He created us. Right. So everyone wants to change the way things are done because they don't like it or it's seemingly too hard because it's of this world. And it's convenient to sin. Oh, I mean, absolutely it's convenient to sin. Yeah, absolutely. And so you can say, well, I'm just going to live my life however I want. And then on my last moment, but you might not have a last moment to repent. Right. So, you know, you can't just go jump in bed to bed and fornicate and, you know, and just drink and make alcohol or drugs your God because that's all you're thinking about. You need to establish a relationship with God. Otherwise, anything else becomes your God. Money mm-hmm. or whatever Mammon. you can, yeah, whatever you consume your life with. That's why even gluttony, now eating food isn't a sin, but gluttony is because if you are consumed by eating food, then that becomes your priority. And so God's trying to keep you healthy at one point and at the same time he's trying to say look i'm your god you know you got to stop meditating on food and start meditating on the word and meditating on me and then i'm going to help you so because he's a real source of help in our times and needs and that's what he's there for he's not there just to like laugh at us he's there to love us and to help us and protect us and guide us and establish wisdom and knowledge and common sense and discernment and give us these things that are going to form us into better human beings, more intellectual. And I'll say for anybody who continues to get more understanding spiritually or, or from the Holy Spirit, it is the coolest thing ever. You feel like you've just hit another home run just to find out it's never ending. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's, it's like a high you get all of a sudden. It's incredible. It's like, yeah, you start, you get the tingles and you're you almost have like in knowing it. and feeling that's not, you know, that it's not men. Vanessa just had an experience just, I think, a week ago. And she was like, it was, well, you can yeah, you, you, you went through it. <laughs> <laughs> taking your, you take my fire, but you know, it's coming from a different source because it fills you up. It's comforting, but also it's, it's something you never experienced. So, you you know, it's not man-made and the only source of it is God. And if you don't, I think if you're not open to that, or if you don't look at it from that lens, you're not going to experience that often. But when you're open to it, that experience happens. And then that allows you to grow in so many other ways. Like when you're relating it to God instead of this new age spiritual bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a chakra. Can I say that on here, Sherry? <laughs> I'm not your child. Thank you for listening. Join our community at outofthecommon.net and pass along a prayer and positivity today.